Hello, it's a bumper month on the official Folk Albums chart this month with 12 new entries and a new number one. Our guests on the show are Becky Unthank, talking about the Unthank's new album Sorrows Away, and Angeline Morrison on her mould-breaking album telling stories of the black British experience. We also have an exclusive film of the Seasong Sessions. John Bowden, Seth Lakeman, Ben Nichols, Emily Portman and Jack Rutter performing on board a tall ship. And there's music from Blackbeard's Tea Party, Man the Lifeboats, Dan Whitehouse, Bonfire Radicals and Sam Sweeney. But let's get things underway with a song from the trio Magpies, featuring Bella Gaffney, Holly Brandon and Kate Griffin. This is the title track of their album, Undertow. You're the kind of man who only comes out at night Hands deep within your pockets and red rings around your eyes Nobody dares to look at you twice You never let me out of your sights Take 
Undertow by Magpies, a new entry at number 37 in this month's chart. Let's kick up a gear or two now as we welcome Blackbeard's Tea Party to the chart. This folk rock band from York make raucous, high-energy folk that doesn't take itself too seriously. As you'll hear from this track, John's Gone to Hilo. Blackbeard's Tea Party, a new entry in the chart at number 30 with their album Kick the Curb. Here's the first chart countdown at 40, a re-entry for 48 hours by David Ford and Annie Dresner. 
At 39, Off Off Oddities by This Is The Kit. At 38, a new entry for Polly Paluzma with The Pivot On Which The World Turns. At 37, that new entry from Magpies with Undertow. At 36, Catherine Williams and Night Drives. At 35, Oyster Bands Read The Sky. At 34, Talisk and Dawn. At 33, Heidi Talbot's Sing It For A Lifetime. At 32, Bellowhead are reassembled. And at 31, Bloom from Siobhan Miller. For more up-tempo music now, as we leap ahead to a new entry at number 27 from the London-based band Man the Lifeboats, each song on their album Soul of Albion gives a snapshot of life on the British Isles. And this track is called Born Drunk.
On with the chart at 30, Kick the Curb from Blackbeard's Tea Party. At 29, Christy Moore is still flying into mystery. At 28, Corrine Polwart and Dave Milligan's Still As You're Sleeping. At 27, Man the Lifeboats and Soul of Albion. At 26, Richard Dawson and Circle with Henke. At 25, Catherine Pretty's The Eternal Rocks Beneath. At 24, Make Your Mark from Seth Lakeman. At 23, Hamish Hawk and Heavy Elevator. At 22, Farah and Energy Islands. And at 21, Echo from Catherine Finch and Seku Keita. But now let's get the latest gig news from Lucy Shields of The Folk Forecast. Great to have you back, Lucy. Should we start with the gigs in person? Well, the biggest news, I think, at the moment is that it's coming up to the Bellowhead tour. So that starts on the 10th of November. They're starting out in Portsmouth and then they're heading on to Oxford, Cambridge, London, Brighton, Newcastle, Manchester and lots more. It's been years since the last Bellowhead tour and we don't know when we're going to see them tour again. Um, So don't miss the chance to catch them while you can. Then one of the other big ones is Eliza Carthy and the Restitution. So they're marking 30 years of Eliza being um, a professional musician. She's got a new album coming out called Queen of the World and they're going to be off on tour to Dis, Leeds, Ludlow, Sheffield, Birmingham, loads more places. So keep an eye out for them coming near you. Then another one that I spotted was the Scots Fiddle Festival in Edinburgh from the 18th to the 20th of November. So that's a bit of a celebration, really, of all things fiddle related. So there are workshops in Cayleys as well as evening concerts. Um, artists including Heisk, Tom Moore and Archie Moss, Mary Campbell, Session A9 and lots more. And what about online gigs? Any of those still going ahead? Yes, we've got a gig from Callan coming up on the 26th of November. That's with Wiltshire Music Centre. I love Callan. They've got so much energy and it'll be great to see what they've been up to. I think they're going to be sharing some of the songs that they wrote during lockdown and haven't had a chance to share with audiences yet. Then Nine Barrow, they've got their live stream, a candlelit live stream from the Cathedral of Purbeck, which isn't actually a cathedral. It's a church known locally as that but it has it's the the church where they recorded one of their songs during our episode of folk on foot with them absolutely amazing venue and a wonderful acoustic yes that will be fantastic then so that's on the 12th of november and then over on live she living room we've got gilmore and roberts they're celebrating 10 years since their album the innocent left was released that's on the 9th of november we've also got steel songbirds granny's attic janice burns and john doran ellie gowers Magpie Lane and a kids concert with um, Nick Cope as well. Then the English Folk Dance and Song Society, they run a young folk club. That's on the 21st of November. And their guest this month is Rowan Rheingans. So if you know someone aged 14 to 21 who's into folk music, get them along to that. And then there are lots of live stream gigs at Rosling Court in Margate as well, um, including Bob Fox on the 10th of November. So have a look at what they're up to. We've had lots of album releases this month, but what about next month? Anything coming up that's caught your eye? Yes. So the 4th of November, we've got the Magpie Arc are releasing Glamour in the Grey. So um, that's a band with lots of familiar faces. Nancy Kerr, Martin Simpson, Finlay Napier, Alex Hunter and Tom Wright. And they're in this um, new sort of folk rock lineup. They've released EPs up to now, but this is their first full-length album, so that's really exciting. Also that day, Owen Spafford and Lewis Campbell are releasing their first album, You Golden. They're an incredible pair of instrumentalists, and they actually met as part of the National Youth Folk Ensemble. So it's a real 
success story of how that programme can kind of help young musicians get into a musical career. I saw them at Manchester Folk Festival and they were amazing. 11th of November, Lady Maisery are releasing Tender. It's their first new studio album in six years. I'm a really big fan, um, so I've been looking forward to it. Got a bit of a preview at Manchester Folk Festival as well. It's a bit of a new direction for them, um, more original songs and also songs by songwriters who influenced them. So Tracy Chapman, the late Lyle Waterson and Bjork are all artists that they've taken inspiration from then and, and done some of their songs. And they're also going to be out on tour all over the country um, with that album. So look out for them near you. The Trials of Cato, they've got a new album called Gog Magog. That's out on the 25th of November. It's fantastic. I love it. They've really just succeeded in kind of making folk really cool and funky and a really contemporary approach. And I just just love that one. That's going to be on my on repeat a lot in my house, I think. And then finally, another interesting thing that I noticed is that Lisa Knapp is going to be on the soundtrack for a new film called Living. Um with Bill Nye and Amy Lou Wood. So she's going to be singing one of the songs that's on the on the credits. The soundtrack is out on the 4th of November and I think it's great to see folk music going out in a, in a different sort of setting. So much to look forward to and so many albums to buy or to ask your relatives to give you for Christmas. Uh, Lucy, as always, fantastic to speak to you and if you missed the detail of what Lucy's talking about, you can find out more on the Folk Forecast If you just search online for the Folk Forecast, she publishes her newsletter there and you'll get all the details of those dates and those albums. We'll see you next month, Lucy. Thanks. See you then. Well, now there's a fascinating new entry in the chart at number 15 from Dan Whitehouse. The album is called Voices from the Cones and it celebrates the history of the glassmaking industry of Stourbridge in the West Midlands, which came to an end in the 1990s after 400 years. Dan has created a narrated song cycle about the industry and the community it sustained, based on archive interviews with 100 former glass workers and new conversations carried out by Dan himself and the storyteller John Edgar. Here's an exclusive chance to see John and Dan performing one of the songs. The bosses would look after you. Certainly when it was the family business, if you were ill or someone in the family was ill, you took the time off you needed. And then when you come back, they told you to take a bit more until everything was right. How are things at home? I know your wife's been unwell. We'll pay you in full. No question, no warning. We don't want to see you here Until you're happy at home We know it's so hard Staring at the unknown A rose bowl from my first child I can still remember the friendly smiles Hiding in the safe While the thunder passed outside We're going when we want to jump Gentle words as glass was blown Then etched into my soul and in my mind My family from the corner can't leave behind I can't leave behind No one ever grumbled 
about much at all. All the people we would meet at the cricket and football, going out together those nights at the Talbot Hotel, up there in the main room, memories and stories we would tell. A rose bowl for my first child. Still remember the friendly smiles hiding in the safe while the thunder passed outside. Going when you want to jump, gentle words as glass was blown, then etched into my soul and in my mind. A family from the cone I can't leave behind. Leave behind no regrets. Yeah, a life well spent. I see saints and angels as the glory rises. My soul and in my mind, etched into my soul and in my mind. My family from the corner can't leave behind. New in the chart at number fifteen: "Voices from the Cones" by Dan Whitehouse. And two places above him come the Bonfire Radicals. They take influences from folk, klezmer, jazz and more and play an unusual lineup of instruments, including recorder, clarinet, viola, guitar, bass and drums. The track we're going to hear is a Birmingham murder ballad called Mary Ashford about a woman who was killed on her way home from a dance. And the band have drawn parallels with the killing of Sarah Everard as they highlight the fact that women still don't feel safe heading home alone. Mary Ashford's grim ghost proclaims a sad tale I'm ravished and murdered, she cries It can't be denied, though others have tried Yet will true friends weep, must justice still sleep Must my cause then be never more tried I was a young woman, hard-working Strong went blithely with health to a dance while a villain stood by and on me cast an eye, resolved to try to debauch me or die with flattery and smiles to advance to the fields. And with him, I with innocence went where his.
Bonfire Radicals with Mary Ashford, a track from their album The Space Between, a new entry in the chart at number 13. Back at the chart at 20, now and then, a new entry from Josiane Clark. At 19, Nine Waves from Ye Vagabonds. At 18, The Levellers Lockdown Sessions. At 17, Grace Petrie and Connectivity. At 16, Johnny Flynn and Robert McFarlane are lost in the Cedarwood. At 15, Dan Whitehouse and Voices from the Cones. At 14, Spell Songs with Spell Songs 2, Let the Light In. At 13, Bonfire Radicals and The Space Between. At 12, another new entry, this time from Sam Sweeney with Escape That. We'll hear a track in a moment. And at 11, Elephant Sessions and For the Night. 
So back to number 12 in the chart, where Escape That from Sam Sweeney is a new entry. Although Sam is a master of the violin, he wrote all the tracks on this album without picking up that instrument. Instead, he used synths and guitars in his attic to lay down chord sequences and then improvised melodies over the top. Then he translated the tunes back to the fiddle. Here's the title track. Sam Sweeney, new in the chart at number 12 with Escape That. And there are still four new entries to come, plus our exclusive film of the Sea Song sessions on board a tall ship and an interview with Becky Unthank. But before that, one of those new entries is a really significant album from Angeline Morrison. She's written Sorrow Songs to tell the stories of experiences of black people throughout British history. 
I called her up at home in Cornwall to ask about the inspiration for this project. Well, the inspiration actually came in the wake of George Floyd's murder, and I started to, to reread The Souls of Black Folk um, by W.E.B. Du Bois, which was first published in 1903, and that's, that's a classic of African-American literature. It's a very musical book, but there's a particular chapter, chapter 14, which is called Of the Sorrow Songs, and Du Bois talks about the importance of this huge body of folk music, both spiritual and secular, that African-American people have. The enslaved Africans and their descendants in America, they've got this incredibly important body of folk music that speaks to their experience and gives identity and gives a voice. And by this point, I'd done enough reading to know that we in the UK have our own historic black presence that goes back at least 2000 years. And I wondered why, why we didn't have an equivalent body of folk song that spoke to that experience. Did you that start looking for those folk songs? Did you do any research to try to find them? Yes, yes, I did. I thought, okay, what if they really are here and I just don't know them? So it was important not to make an assumption. So I was very lucky. I got to spend a week as artist in residence at Cecil Sharp House. And I spent lots of time in the library with the incredibly helpful and lovely library staff. And um, my research is ongoing. I haven't finished but I will say that up to this point, I haven't yet found any, any songs about Black British experience that seem to be written by or from the perspectives of the Black people themselves. So if anyone, if anyone listening or watching has any information, please get in touch because I'm, I'm always wanting to find out more. But in the meantime, you decided that you would fill that gap by creating some songs which tell stories of the Black experience going back hundreds of years, but what sort of stories did you find that you wanted to highlight in the songs? The, the really interesting thing about my research is that I found so very much Black history from the UK, so very much, and there were so many stories. A lot of them were kind of fragmentary, you know, the, the, some of them had little bits and pieces of information, but not, you know, you'd, you'd end up wanting a fuller picture. But as a songwriter, that's actually quite a nice opportunity to use my imagination. But the songs, the stories rather, that I decided to turn into songs were ones that really moved me on an emotional level and that I thought I would be able to sing and embody with some kind of emotional truth or authenticity. Can you give me a couple of examples? Well, the first one that I wrote is a good example. That's Unknown African Boy, brackets died 1830. And when I read that story, I just couldn't get it out of my mind. I was absolutely haunted by it. And the story is of a ship that was wrecked off the coast of St. Martin's Isles of Scilly. The ship was uh, named the Hope, ironically, and uh, a newspaper report of the time, 1830, listed some of the things that were washed ashore with the wreck. And they were luxury items that looked as though they were probably destined for sale, such as ivory, you know, there's a box of elephant tusks, box of gold dust, boxes of silver dollars, palm oil, and the body of an unknown West African boy, estimated age around eight. And that was really chilling, that detail. He's buried in St. Martin's Church, but I just couldn't get his story out of my mind, and I wondered how I could write and embody this story. I was just pacing up and down by, 
by the sea trying to figure a way in. And then I then I just knew that I had to write it from the perspective of his mother. Angeline, we're going to play that incredibly moving song in a moment. And, and for those who are watching the show, see the video that Mary Waterson made, which is an incredibly moving video. But I wanted to ask you about the production of the album as well, because you, you've got Eliza Carthy on board, which must have been a wonderful thing to have her talent coming to help you bring these songs to a wider audience. Absolutely wonderful. It was just a dream to work with Eliza, absolute dream. And really fun as well. Like she made it really fun. So she's written some astonishingly beautiful string arrangements and you can hear her voice as well. Her unique vocal can be heard on the album as well. So it's been wonderful working with Eliza and she's been really supportive of the project too, um, of, the, of the concept of the project and the whole kind of idea behind it. She's been really supportive of that. What's been the reaction when you've taken the songs on the road? Yeah, I know you've just been on tour with them. Yeah, we just finished the tour. We It was a mini tour. We had four dates and we were all just overwhelmed with the responses. I mean, real genuine warmth and positivity and generosity from people. It, it blew us all away, even though some of the songs are hard to listen to and some of the content is hard. And people have said this to us afterwards, but they also said that they they felt a real emotional connection with it. And that's that means everything to me because that's what I aim for with the album. My aim is, is for people to, to have that real like heartfelt emotional connection with the material. Well, I certainly felt that. Um, Angeline, we've only got a brief a period of time now, but would you do an episode of Folk on Foot with us maybe next year? We, we could come and walk with you in Cornwall. Would you, would oh, you be up for that? Thank you. I would love that. Fantastic. Well, wonderful to talk to you. Let's hear that track now. Unknown African Boy Died 1830.
very moving unknown African boy died 1830 from Angeline Morrison's Sorrow Songs album, new in this month's chart at number five. Let's count down the top ten. Take on the world, sometimes you despair, your demons take over, there's no one to care, you paint on your smile. 
at 10, Ferocious Dog and the Hope. When May comes and she brings the flowers, we will sing, we will sing. At 9, Kate Rusby with 30 Happy Returns. We will sing, we will sing. Always want what I can't get, it's always close but not quiet. For the most part I forget what I wanted anyway. At eight, passenger with birds that flew and ships that sailed. Past the things I've got, for the most part I forgot what I wanted anyway. At seven, smoke and oakum from the longest job. Though their voices are silent, their pleading looks will say, Oh, hard times come again no more. At six, a new entry from Rachel Dad, Kaleidoscope. At five, Angeline Morrison's The Sorrow Songs. Slowly, my dear babe, where I will be. May the arms of the ocean be cradled And at four, another new entry. This is from a folk supergroup calling themselves the Sea Song Sessions. And they are the subject of the next episode of Folk on Foot. We had the joyful experience of joining John Bowden, Seth Lakeman, Ben Nichols, Emily Portman and Jack Rutter on board a tall ship in Foye Harbour on the south coast of Cornwall. And one of the songs they sang for us there was The Rambling Sailor.
And when I woke all in the morn, I left my love asleep. I left her for an hour or two, whilst I go court another. But if she stays till I return, she may stay there till the day of doom. I caught some girl in the Sea Song Sessions, John Bowden, Seth Lakeman, Ben Nichols, Emily Portman and Jack Rutter on board the good ship Annie in Foy Harbour. Look out for their episode of Folk on Foot, or is it Folk at Sea, launching on Friday, November the 11th. At number three in the charts, Jesse Buckley and Bernard Butler's Magnificent for All the Days That Tear the Heart. At two, down from last month's number one, is Marcus Mumford's Self-Titled, which means we have a brand new number one, and it's the latest album from The Unthanks, their first non-project album since 2015's Mount the Air. The new record is called Sorrows Away, and I called up Becky Unthank to ask why the band decided to record that song and make it the title track of the album. Well, it's one of those songs that if you're in the folk world, you've sung it a hundred times and we never would have thought to record it because it's just, it's everybody's song. It's just one of those those great songs that that's like a cornerstone of, of the folk social scene, I suppose. But when we were kind of looking for a route through um, the album, what songs we were going to sing, what was the theme going to be, and we were a bit lost and... Um, we, we were talking about our singing weekends, which we really, really missed at the, um, over the pandemic. We didn't realise how grim the winter was because we were always, you know, on the Northumberland coast with loads of people singing. And we knew that that was a great thing and that it was really nourishing for us as well as, you know, providing something for other people. But we didn't realise what a hole it was in, in our lives, actually, until it wasn't there anymore. And um, Sorrows Away is one of the songs that we have taught to lots of people on our singing weekends and one and just that sentiment of singing your sorrows away. It just seemed to be like what we needed personally and what we wanted to share with other people. And as soon as we kind of made that leap of, oh, well, we could record Sorrows Away. Let's do it. Actually, I really just want to be singing it right now. It just seemed to make sense. And we had a plan for the album and a and a theme that felt, you know, not too dark and something that was positive to share. 
because there are eight traditional songs on the album and two new compositions. And we'll come on to the compositions in a minute. But in terms of choosing the traditional material, how does it work? Who puts forward the ideas? And then how does it develop from there? It's usually me and Rachel who put forward the ideas and, and Adrian too, but generally me and Rachel get to have lots of get togethers and lots of cups of tea and talk about this song and that song, or maybe, or maybe what about this? And we'll look through our notebooks and see, um, you know, notes we've made that, oh, is it the right time to do this song? Or, um, but the great Silky of Soul Scurie, for example, we've been doing that for ages again it was a one that we sing on the beaches with our singing weekenders a lot but also we've recorded it we did a tour with an orchestra and we did it with them and we've done it in various forms and we didn't have an album version so it's like oh, it would, I really want to get that on record so that the band can play it on tour and yeah usually we we just find songs get some harmonies together and then say send demos to Adrian or sing them to Adrian and say what do you think of this well, and then he goes away because his arrangements are absolutely crucial to the whole sound, aren't they? And so he goes away, presumably, and works on them. Does he then have to come back and show his workings to you and Rachel yeah. and you go, oh, I don't know about that, Adrian? Yeah, I think we're probably quite a tough audience. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you see, I think we're a band full of opinions. And uh, luckily, we're quite united in, in, in our tastes and we get really excited when Adrian comes to us with an idea. And, and often we'll, we'll never have thought about it the way that he presents it. And that's, that's wonderful because, you know, you can be trapped by your surroundings in a way. And you know, I love that we kind of contribute and we come up with something together that we couldn't come up with on our own. So I love that. And I think, yeah, I think we're, we're stronger together than we are apart. And, and, and I love that about being in a band. Um, and there's not just that one responsibility either. We're all responsible. We've all made this thing together. But yeah, so Adrian goes away and comes up with some ideas and then writes the string parts and he'll get together with Chris on bass and guitar and, uh, and Martin on drums and, um, yeah, so it evolves from there. And I saw you at the London Palladium earlier this year, oh, and it must have been fantastic. It was such a wonderful event, but it must have been fantastic for you guys to be back on stage with that 11-piece band after the privations that we've had in the lockdowns. It must have been just a really uplifting experience to be back on the road like that. It was. It was quite intense. It was quite overwhelming. I think I, I'm sure that everyone can relate to not quite digesting what's happened in the last few years and having waves of, oh, this is the effect it's had on me. Because, you know, we all, I think for a lot of us, you've been okay, relatively okay. We're all good at being okay and getting on with things. And, and then suddenly you're in a big room full of people and, you know, it's, it's quite intense. Sorrows Away has helped though, because we get everyone to sing and then suddenly we're all in it together um so yeah it's been wonderful playing with the band again and yeah I feel really lucky. Now you and Rachel have both written a song for this album and hers is called the Isabella Colliery Coke Ovens and I thought when I saw the title it was going to be some kind of ballad about you know the terrible industrial past of the northeast and so on but it's actually about a walk that she took isn't it? Yeah so the backdrop of it is that 
is that on the banks of the Tyne, on the other side of the river, um, to where we grew up, actually, on the north side of the river, there's um, a couple of old coke oven ruins and um, these beehive coke ovens. And there was 60 there at one point, and now there's only two. Um, so, but it's about, she was walking past them with a friend when you were allowed to walk with somebody. And it was about keeping those precious moments for when you really need them. Um, and, and that song could have been about so many things, actually, because she tells me that there's lots of villages named after the pit owner's daughters. Clara Vale is along the road from us, Emma Vale, Stella. And, I, and I, I remember saying to her, oh, why don't you write a verse that's about that? And she said, because it's finished. That's the song. You know, that was that, that little memory of having that walk with a friend is all that she wanted to say. And I thought that was quite interesting to say, no, it's finished. And then, then you teamed up with Adrian to write The Old News. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that song and, and how that came about. It was originally some words and some bits. I'm not very good at writing whole songs, so I write bits of songs and I sent a load of stuff to Adrian and said, if any of this makes any sense to you, um, use it and do what you what you like with it. And then he came back with an idea. But the words are partly about feeling in times when we feel lost, looking for something to hold on to and something to believe in and looking to the wider rhythms of nature and that being a solid, you know, reliable thing to believe in and, and having wisdom that, you know, I can learn from. And also, um, Another bit of the writing was, I was thinking about trying not to hold on too tightly to those that we love, because that can kind of stifle relationships and to let those people that we love be free. And it made me think of, um, afterwards actually, it made me think of uh, the Khalil Gibran book, The Prophet, because there's a song that Sweet Honey on the Rock sing, I'm diverting slightly, sorry, um, that my mum always sings uh, called On Children, which is about the same thing. It's about your children are not your children. They are the sons and the daughters of life, longing for itself. And um, I don't know, that's something that I just found healing to think about. Um, So, yeah. And I think the whole album has that impact on me. Obviously, there's some very dark moments on the album, as there has to be on an Unthanks album. But uh, it, it is a, a healing and positive experience to listen to it. Uh, Becky, congratulations on its success. It's an absolutely wonderful album. And let's hear that song that you wrote now, The Old News. Thank you. Yeah. 
The Old News from Sorrows Away by The Unthanks, brand new at number one in this month's official folk albums chart. Congratulations to the whole band. Now, before we go, I want to bring you news of our latest front room gig. They are intimate acoustic gigs played live over Zoom to an audience of just 10 people. The next one will be on Sunday, November the 20th and features that amazing guitarist, singer, songwriter and all-round good bloke, Martin Simpson. Hustlers, hustle, frat boys were chasing down cheap thrills They fried their brains with hurricanes Pay with sweaty bills Disco players double play There's a shuffle, a second line beating Henry shambles home again Down to Cater Street And if you want to be in with a chance of being in that exclusive audience for Martin's front room gig, all you have to do is sign up to become a Folk on Foot hero. And don't worry, if you do sign up and your name isn't drawn, we'll give you a video of the gig to enjoy at your leisure. For more information, just go to folkonfoot.com gigs. And all the money given by our patrons goes back into making more episodes of Folk on Foot and staging more front room gigs. Well, that's all for this month. Thanks, as always, to English Folk Expo, who licensed the chart to us. Thanks to the Folk on Foot team, who worked so hard to make this show. And thanks to you for supporting the music we all love. 